What's that? Well, it's just a bit of what you might call magic, perhaps. Oh, good lord. It's just an ordinary little ball. Dried to a mummy. And what's so special about it? He had a spell put on it by an old fakir. A very holy man. He wanted to show that fate ruled people's lives, that those who interfered with it did so to their sorrow. He put a spell on it so that three separate men could each have three wishes from it. Well, why don't you have three, sir? I have. And has anybody else wished? The first man had his three wishes. I don't know what the first two were. The third was for death. That's how I got the poor. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Today's episode is all about the dreaded and mysterious monkey's paw and the concept of the corrupted wish. Join us as we briefly discuss the appearance of the monkey's paw in Western pop culture, after which we will attempt to paw each other's wishes. Uh, If that weren't enough to wet your oddities whistle, this episode also features a revisit to our last episode on Shadow People with some listener contributions that you don't want to miss. So in true Monkey's Paw fashion, we advise you to not meddle with fate. You absolutely must listen to this episode. This is Against All Oddities. Welcome to Against All Oddities. I'm Tim, the youngest brother. And I'm Chris, the middle child. I'm Nate. Uh, We usually talk about weird, odd, paranormal, and uh, interesting things. I already have the intro song. It's the best possible thing we could do. What is it? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call uh, So here's what I was thinking for the structure for today's episode is I thought we could talk a little bit about the, what we mean by the monkey's paw and talk about the monkey paws. Then we have a little um, activity where we do the monkey's paw to each other. That's Chris's first wish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The consequences are we're going to talk over you the entire time. No, that's the problem. The wish is the consequence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then after that, then we can go into some listener mail uh, and that would do it. But, but I don't want to just jump right into the, the, the answer, the Q and a bit part of this. I want to like talk a little bit about the monkey's paw. Like we, Right? Do you guys know the history of the monkey's paw? Like, why do you know what the monkey's paw is? I know it's because of the Simpsons. What is this thing? It is a monkey's paw dating back to our life. It has the power to grant wishes to its owner. Yeah? How much? Sir, I must strongly advise you to not purchase this. Behind every wish lurks grave misfortune. Hey, Pommy! Well, so it goes back to um, a a horror story that was was, uh, uh, printed in 1902. Um... It was a short 
uh, called The Monkey's Paw by W.W. Jacobs. And it's the same thing. It's a story about a monkey's paw that grants you three wishes, but each comes with like an enormous price for interfering with fate, right? So, and then that that's kind of how that entered the collective, I guess, consciousness of, of like the spoiled wish making, right? And, and, and so I was also thinking, I have, a, I have a one minute clip I wanted to play for you guys because I thought it was good timing because I've been watching that show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. You know that one? I know it. It's so based well. on the movie. The newest. Yeah, season. I like the show better than the movie. I didn't. I mean, at first, funny, it the... grew on me. Like the 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 newest season's quite good, but they have a whole episode because there is a character in this new season that is a a gen, you know, like a like a genie in a bottle. Um, yeah. And so one of the main characters was. Uh, had found a genie in a bottle and it granted him 50 wishes. And it's kind of a subplot for the whole season is his wishes, but they have a whole thing talking about the consequences of the monkey's paw. It's one minute long and it's quite good. So I'm just going to play it for you guys real quick. Cause I'm sure you haven't seen it. Uh, I was, I was pretty pleased with it. Let's pull it up real quick. I wish to have the world's biggest penis. I see. Mm. Of course. Your wish is... Oh, actually, can I just call a quick timeout? Can I have a minute with Mandor? Sure. If you'll be so kind as to give us a moment, Jane. Is there a reason why you have delayed to bestow upon me a giant dick? Be careful here, because these chins, they like to be tricky. Yes, I have heard this. Yeah, and if you're not precise and perfect with your wish, it can come back to bite you in the ass. You're saying he's going to give me a penis? It's going to bite me in my own ass? <laughs> no, but maybe, yes, to teach you a lesson. Make sure that it's where it's supposed to be, not like a random spot like your forehead. I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> but not so big that it crushes me. Go ahead. And that it replaces my current penis, not an additional one. Or <laughs> extra penis attached to the end of the one I have already. We should really be right now. Okay, read that back, please. No substitution of whale or other species penis. Yes. Part in possession of new penis. It's me. Should be able to comfortably perform <laughs> physical activities such as walking, running, skipping, crossing legs, mm -hmm. etc. Should not require purchase of new clothes. Now, are you sure about that one? Why do you ask? 90% of my business is penis in that. <laughs> that much, really? Oh, yeah. And most clients don't mind buying new clothes to feature the updated package. Hmm. Fine, strike it out. Very well. It has been struck. <laughs> Very well, master. Your wish? Wait, you can't give him the world's largest penis by making everyone else's smaller. <laughs> oh, very good. Catch, Guillermo. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, well done, familiar. I was moments away from giving every man in the world but Nandor a micro wine. Why would you do such a thing? It's just part of the job, I guess. I teach lessons about greed, desire, etc. by fucking with the wishes of my so-called masters. But you two have bested me. Your familiar has a very shrewd and incisive mind when it comes to the penis stuff. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Um, that is perfect because that's exactly what this episode is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so each of us are going to make a or a couple wishes and the other two are going to monkey paw it to ruin yes. the wish somehow. Like how is it going to turn around and teach you a lesson even though you get everything you want? So I yeah. guess there is a there is a power in the wish. You know, that's something if you listen to a lot of um, like guided meditations of mm -hmm. Silva and Monroe and all that stuff, 
uh, yeah. manifestation's a big part of it. And that's yeah. like, everyone talks about the secret, everything. All of that is totally monkey pod. Like if you like, <laughs> I want money, you know, you don't want to have a relative die. Yeah, you exactly. Like exactly. you can't, you have to be very specific. Like if you're trying to alter your reality to have whatever wish it is, it's hundred percent a monkey paw thing. So you've really got to think it through if you're going to, and I, I love the manifestation thing because it doesn't have to be magic spelled weird, right? Like, cause that's the thing, yeah. like that's part of the, the magic manifestation stuff in truly believing in all that, like mm -hmm. what's happening and that's how it works. But like, of course it works. Like, even if it doesn't work as magic, you're not like yeah. literally manifesting something. Like what a great idea. If you really visualize, you see your goal, you set a good goal. Like, and, it, and I don't think it needs to be crazy. Like I want to be an elephant. Like it has, no. to, it has to be like, it has to, it has to, it has to exist in our consensus reality. So you can't be like, I want to fly. Cause that could never happen. Yeah, you, you're, I don't uh, think maybe it could happen if you're subconscious or breathe underwater or something. Yeah. But. It's not, you definitely can't do that stuff. But I, you know, I hundred percent believe we manifested our current house. We live in, Yeah, you know, like, cause there was no way we should be able to do it. I wasn't even in town. You know, we yeah. owned a house, you know, it was all kinds of weird risks and stuff and craziness that it mm -hmm. 100% happened because we were like driven, like we will have this right now and make this happen. Mm -hmm. And it worked mm -hmm. out. And uh, I think that level of manifestation, 100%. So, yeah. And that's that, that all goes back to the new, we've mentioned a couple other episodes, but new thought. Uh, and if you ever want to read anything about new thought, I recommend Mitch Horowitz does a lot of writing and it's kind of like a contemporary person on new thought, but new thought being kind of like the, a better way of saying like kind of new age manifestation. Cause it's that's, but it goes back to the 1950s where everyone's like make friends and influence people. It's like that ideology from the early, like mid 20th century, well, like kind of works. Like, isn't and, it still like magic with a K and Crowley yeah. and golden dawn and stuff. That's yeah. what it was all about. And the weird sex magic and all the other bizarro stuff. It's like, this came a little later in the 20th century with like, with the businessman. Right. And, and like, so there's a, there's some really, uh, Mitch writing on this stuff because it's, it's very yeah. popular now and it's the same ideas of kind of manifesting. Who's, like, who is the fifties guy that had the video of that? Like he was like total, like granddad video uh, was sitting around. I'll have to look it up. It is absolutely um, fabulous because it's black and white. It's like, this is how you do it. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Neville Goddard. Uh, I could pull a clip for that. If I wanted something in this world, and who doesn't, I would formulate an act which would imply that I have it. And then in my imagination, I would simply, having performed that act, I would yield completely to this being within me to execute it. I would fall off into sleep, convinced that he heard me, that he saw my act in faith. I simply yield completely to him having acted. It's an act of self-commission. I perform the act. What act? I act as though I had what I sought. I perform an act, and then I yield completely to that depth of my own being and allow him, from that depth, to externalize it for me. All I have to do is to completely yield 
to this being within me. For he has ways and means I, on this level of my being, know not of. Uh, but anyway, you know, anyway, I think, we I think uh, it's, it's, it's like throughout time, you know, it's, it's something that always, you know, people, people always like the idea of wishes, but I think part of it is like the instantaneousness of the wish. Like, yeah. I found the leprechaun and he gave me a wish, you know, but then it's, it's, it's cursed because I guess it's like our desires are actually the thing with the poison or the flaw in it. So no matter what we wish, it actually will compound it. That can maybe be, be seen with like how mil, mil, uh, lottery winners are always miserable. It's because the problems that you think the wish is going to like solve is often completely wrong. <laughs> and so like you're, you're putting the wrong medicine, well, that's a lot sickness. of like uh, forgiveness exercises and stuff like that. Or you should always be, you know, if somebody is a complete dick to you, you should be able to forgive them because even though they may, might intentionally be hurting your feelings or being mean or doing whatever, mm -hmm. what they're doing in their mind is alleviating some pain or stress or helping them out in their life, even though they're in, you should realize that they are confused and wrong about their wish to harm you or whatever. Well, no, and that's why contagious. it's contagious. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of the manifestation stuff is if you start, it's like, I want a new car. And it's like, well, why do you want a new car? And you can break it down. It's like, well, it's because yeah. I go to, I don't like my job and I have to drive there. And my current car sucks. It's like, well, let's back it up a little bit more. It's like, no, why do you want the money? Like, why do you like the these different like kind of materializations well, that are really scared the, the, of my future? Well, yeah. why are you scared of the future? Well, because everything's scared. No, really go back. And that's also like because I'm doing the whole Silva thing right now. Yeah. Goes back to like they say, like, well, really, where is your fear coming from? And almost always it's like not quite Freudian, but it's always like well, what happened in your childhood that would add this fear into your psyche so it's so embedded that you will sacrifice your happiness in life to, to have some horrible job or do whatever or be mean to people or take yeah. from others or something because you need that sense of security. Where is that really coming from? And if yeah. you're like, I need all the money in the world, you know, then it's like, why? Like, what yeah. hole are you filling? And and it's really the hole that's a problem. And so it's like, I want a jacuzzi. It's like, why? It's like, because I need to relax. And it's like, well, my back hurts so bad. Yeah. But is that actually because you're just, you have oh no ability God. to calm yourself? Like, it, and so it's like the, our wishes are like the ego's attempt at solving the, the, the ills of the id or something, and it will never work. And that's why all the wishes are always corrupted because, but then, I mean, cause that comes out a lot. I mean, that's the whole thing with, even with the ceremonial magicians, they're always like, be careful what you wish you. Cause you, if you want money, it can happen. We can, there's all sorts of stuff to will that, but it is going to come through like your uncle dying. Well, that's the same something. with the, yeah. Replace monkey paws with spell work. That's the yeah. thing, right? Like it all comes back and like 99% of it is uh, yep. money, sex and power. Or pray, like I, I, I can't, like uh, I won't name any names, but uh, like I've there's a social media person. It's like, oh, uh, thank you God for delivering us this new lawnmower. <laughs> I appreciate it. We prayed so long, and then we finally went to Lowe's and bought a lawnmower. I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, I don't know if God really. Has, he's got a lot of problems. Yeah, that he's wasn't whole universe. Jesus. That was Jesus, and he's been working at Home Depot <laughs> <Yeah>. for 18 <laughs> years. <laughs> Finally, I have my lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can tell a quick story about that. It'll take like two seconds. I went to Peru in college 
and there was a couple of guys that we went with that they were just running around and instead of like i don't know i was too afraid to run around by myself so but i'd go eat food and do whatever but a couple of the guys would just go out even though they didn't speak the language and just do whatever yeah. and there was this guy that was like motioning for one of them like hey come here come here and like you want to have beers or bases whatever you know like party and the the guy i went with was like yeah and started to walk over and somebody from the hostel we were staying at grabbed him yeah pulled him back because he happened to be walking by and was like no you need to go back and when we got back to the place where you're staying he was like um yeah that guy kidnaps americans and calls their parents and demands money and if they don't give it to him we don't know what happens to him yeah and so he was like later that night sort of pro he got drunk but he was processing what had happened and how close he was to yeah. like this level of danger yeah. and he was like i just thank god i thank christ every day and our teacher javier if you remember him the painting teacher oh yeah yeah so javier is a devout atheist yeah and so when this kid was like oh i just thank god i just that he put he put our our helper right there when i need him <laughs> And I forgot the guy's names. It was like Fred or whatever. Uh, and he was like, why, why are you thanking God? Why don't you go thank Fred? He's downstairs right now. I can, <laughs> like he's right there. Go thank him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I digress. I think that's that like was also just... part of that is a control thing, right? Yeah. Like you don't by, by taking things out of your control and decisions out of yourself, you know, it makes it, it a it's lot all easier a, a preordained uh, religious thing then you don't, you know, you, it's less to worry about you less worry about your decisions, the future, blah, 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 rather than like, I'm a dumbass. I need to improve myself. I need to be more alert. Well, that's you know, another thing a good to, lesson to learn. It's one thing is accepting chaos in your favor. Those, mm -hmm. Everything is chaotic. And there's other situations where you could say it'd be thankful for a higher power intervening. And I, I'm all about the thankful of the, the thankful yeah, power stuff. Yeah. It's so right. yeah, and that's it, part of it. You'll never in all that manifestation stuff. You you actually have to start with gratitude for what you have, mm -hmm. and any like AA stuff or anything that is like that. It's all about gratitude because you will live your life in misery forever if you're never grateful. Right. Yeah, because so it doesn't like, matter if you get your wishes from the monkey's paw if you're not grateful for them. Yeah, yeah, or even the chance to have the monkey paw. But Thank you, yeah. monkey paw. If you sat, your first wish would be like, my first wish is for this, you know, ghost of the monkey whose paw this is to know how grateful I am to have two wishes. You know, maybe yeah. they won't turn out so bad. <laughs> you know? I yeah. Well, that's the, also, I think there's a big misnomer too, because higher power doesn't always mean religion. Yeah, of course, sort of, of course. Yeah, accepting no, accepting something greater than yourself. Yeah, the whole idea behind the monkey's paw is like you take the gin that's intentionally trying to twist your words, so you have to like get it right. Does it have to be a genie, or could it be? No, 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 no it's no, not a genie. Spot. That's what I'm saying. But that's it takes this uh, this higher power and it sticks it in front of you and says, "I'll give you three wishes," and that's your chance. And that's why it's a cool story. And people like it, and it's like multicultural. It's thousands do, of years old. Do you old. think the Tim? Do you think the six fingered man from uh, Princess Bride feels like ripped off? I feel like it's three wishes. He's like, huh. you well, like we have get like five fingers. 
Chris and Nate are you're my gin trying to twist my wish. And okay. Yeah. Me and Nate wait, are gonna twist wait. Chris's. Before you do that, should we get rid of all the Brandon Fraser wishes from um <laughs> what was from the movie? Uh, Be Deviled? Be Deviled. Uh, <laughs> so good. When was the last time you watched that movie? I don't know, uh, but we talk about it at great length in the Devil episode. It's so it's good. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Like I want to be the I wish I was the most sensitive man in the world. And then he keeps looking at the sunset and crying. He can't stop crying. That's so good. Like, and no matter what, the girl just doesn't like him because he uses like <laughs> he wants to be rich and powerful and he ends up like a Colombian drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> he did exactly what we said not to do and I interrupted Tim and distracted him. No, but that's no, another scenario. This story's been written a thousand yeah, we, times. We're going to interrupt each other, but as long as we're on topic, we're all right. Continue, Tim. <laughs> I could talk over you. Bedazzled is, is a great movie and brendan fraser is now back he is no longer he deserves uh, to be yeah he's uh, having to pay his ex-wife a bunch of money and apparently he was barred from making movies for speaking out against uh, sexual assault he faced in the business but um he's back he, he's doing good with the whale apparently Are we going to take turns with wishes? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I only have, I wrote down some stuff. So All right. So here. also, is there a sound effect? So this one, good luck with this one. I wish instead of four fingers on my left hand, I had various utensils. <laughs> <laughs> a knife, a spoon, a fork, and a bottle opener, like a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah. And then my thumb is going to be a butterfly knife. Instead uh, of fingers. How could that possibly go wrong? You, you have this power, but it is only available at the Waffle House. <laughs> you mean I have a normal hand until yeah, I walk into it, a Waffle House? Like, converts to yeah. that in the Waffle and then house, I get the yeah. Swiss Army hand. Yes. Uh, they're always smelly because you can't clean them. <laughs> so oh! your hand just always stinks of all oh. That's a good one. Okay, fair. They're trying also, to throw out a gimme on that one. Like, how could that ever go wrong? Yeah, no, that was a, that was a softball. That was a whatever. Softball. All right, so I got I got a wish. All right, All right you want to yeah. rotate through a couple? Yeah, yeah. I wish to go on a Goonies-like adventure, but get to keep the treasure at the end. Mm, mm. You can only take that adventure with people from high school and college that you still hate. <laughs> and, they're like gonna, and they're gonna get more money than you with your buddies yeah you know uh, i'm okay with that well you just said the treasure so you didn't specify what kind of treasure so <laughs> there is a rare bat guano that exists <laughs> in the bowels of the earth and there's yeah a it makes like exceedingly of, good coffee yeah there's a <laughs> it's the it's the smelliest most bacteria laden bat shit in the world or the adventure only miles lasts, underground it only lasts 20 minutes like you're it's not even a day but anyway so, <laughs> um 
<laughs> no, so it's totally, it works out. There's a treasure, everyone gets it, but you're sloth and you can't ever change back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually thought you're about the that. Type of I already thought about, I, I almost wrote it down. I was like, I'll end up being sloth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or you'd get cursed that you go on that amazing adventure, but no matter how you tell it or how many people you tell, everybody in the world is bored with the story and just disinterested. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your wish? What if I do a normal one and see how you guys? Yeah, yeah. To... Normals are good. Yeah. Perfect health, physical health. Wait, does that include mental health? Because what if you have perfect health but you're crazy? You just you <laughs> see. There you nut. go. That's, no, I mean, but that counts for everything. I think perfect health includes mental health. Yeah, I would in emotion yeah. probably too. Yeah, so you can't trick it like that. But what's like the the monkey paw for that? Oh, uh, your body would reject fun things. Like you couldn't have alcohol. <laughs> you couldn't have fatty foods. You couldn't have Pretty sweets good. or sugar or gum. You couldn't have a carb to save your life. I, I, I have, have, a, I have a, a, a problem with that, Tim. That's the truth for the perfect hill. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it is the truth, though. <laughs> no, but it's like isolating. Like I can't even be around other people. Because yeah, but that's the like... thing. Everything in moderation. Oh, you know but what? You Here's... don't even get moderation. You, get you don't get moderation. Exactly. Like, can't be only. Like, or even you... worse, like I can't be around Wi-Fi because it melts your brain a little bit. And it's like, uh, I have to like sequester myself where there's no Wi-Fi. I was thinking more other people's bacteria. Yeah, exactly. So you could, you'd be in isolation. You have to live alone in a desert for a for very long time. For a for, for like 150 years, or or you're frozen. Who says you're alive? Your body isn't. Yeah, I'm health. alive, demolition man style. I'm alive, yes. but mm. I'm not. But you're not living. You're not living. That's I, right. didn't, I didn't specify that. So. All right, did I you got, guys I see on one. the news that yeah. the demolition man dummy of Sylvester's? Stallone was found at a thrift store mm. <laughs> yeah, when he's frozen in an ice yeah. <laughs> it was I on the roof of a restaurant for that oh my god <laughs> oh good but now That's he's strapped thing. to like a uh a, a dolly and he's just all roped up like <laughs> uh i have I one all right, uh, sure. answer for chris's uh perfect all right health. yeah the only way you can stay in perfect health is to be coated in a quarter inch of Vaseline on your entire body at all times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's airtight. Air. It, it, it can smells be, very bad. And yeah. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give this to you. It could be either under or over your clothes. Either, either <laughs> you choose every be, day when you get dressed. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. that's, my right, next, that's my next monkey paw. Yeah, all right. You choose a, a pet, like your satchel dog or Andy dog or whatever. They live forever. Yeah, classic pet cemetery answer. It's like yeah. they, but they don't uh, die they and come their personality. back. They keep their personality. They, they don't, don't die and come back. People. Yeah, but you just your dog you have to make it so die. they can't be evil. They can't be vulnerable. Evil. It has to be your own dog. The same dog and lives forever. Yeah. Well, the curse this comes later in life when you're old and you can't take care of the dog and it's left wandering the streets alone because. Aww you're and it's and it's it's psychologically attached to you so it's like reverse harry into henderson where it's trying to like tell you to go into the forest and die because it doesn't want you around anymore <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> get out of here can't you see we don't want you anymore why can't you go back like, where you came it's from? gonna be tragic but like later um, uh it lives forever but it has to eat every year. It has to eat one of your appendages. Yeah. Or it can be a finger, every year? A, well, yeah, a finger, a toe. 
well, maybe not the whole finger because it can live. Or, there. or maybe it's not even part of your body, but it it needs human blood to live forever. It's like a vampire and you, dog. And you have to get it blood somehow. Maybe it's yours. <gasps> maybe it's your neighbor's. I don't so know. Turn it let the right dog, dog in. Let the right dog. <laughs> let, in. The, let the right dog in. Tell him you gotta let the right dog. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> and then Deb's like the sad old man out, like. It, that's an, no. that's an amazing parody movie, by the way. What if it has to be dog blood? Or... <laughs> so you're constantly having to buy new, I honestly, dogs and it drinks the dog. I think that's worse. The people yeah. thing would be easier than feeding it human blood, way easier than dog blood. because Dogs are so awesome. And the dog get its blood or you have to get dog blood for you have to dog. get the dog blood for it oh that'd be so hard day. that would be a curse you have to keep getting dogs and then yeah, you volunteer at the spca yeah way. that's what happened in blade you have to what the dog has to make eye contact when you like uh, <laughs> yeah or uh, but you what do you have to kill the other dog or could you just go drain like a quart of dog blood and then you can, you can drain it, but it has to. It goes bad real quick. So you, have to... man, you guys got real dark real quick. Well, with that one. I mean, well, this is got, a monkey. You went paw. dark on it, kind of. The monkey's paw is always more, dark. Since I, I have the best answer. All monkey paws, my myself. I wish to be immortal as long as I want to be immortal. Decide <laughs> you don't want to be immortal anymore. The whole time that you are immortal. You shit out your mouth and you eat with your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to go subtle. I got to think of it. All right. Good... Think about it. I'll tell you what my answer is. Yeah. What is yours? All right. Because I thought you guys would say immortal. So, or I would just have a good idea for it. Wait. You okay. have to be the knight from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> you're immortal. You're stuck in that room with no TV, nothing but like a Bible in Greek <laughs> and like a bunch of cups and some forever water. And however, I'm not going to leave you or me like, completely <laughs> empty. I will leave a cell phone from five years ago with Pokemon Go in it. <laughs> but you're trapped in that little room with Pokemon yeah, Go. He could walk up to the seal. Yeah, I still think he could have dug out the back. Like just the seal. I think on he one got side. bored uh, in the knives. They're not polished. I'll tell you what, unless he just, after like 500 years, he's like, Fuck polishing those goddamn saw blades. I, you know, it took well, me a hundred years. He clearly did. He saw how many spider webs there were. The he guy did like, no maintenance at all. I yeah, bet but he if he gets up for rhythm. 40, 50 years, who cares? Like, yeah, after a hundred years of polishing off his metal head slicers, he was like, you know what? I'm never coming back in this room. Fuck that seal. Fuck these blades. They ought to work for another thousand years. I don't fucking give a shit. I was like, thinking then he more... has to hop across uh, the stones of death. Yeah, the invisible the bridge. bridge or whatever. That's probably yeah. where he had to pee every day because he's drinking the holy water. He's, oh, he has to. Well, peeing. he doesn't have to poop though because he only has holy water. It's only holy water. So he just walks and he's standing in the middle of that bridge, like just hey, peeing uh, in the wind. I have right. I have my monkey paw answer for you. Okay. So you you live forever and you look the, like vampire style. You don't change. You are as you are now living forever, but your body continues to age like in what you feel pain wise. So like uh, you, you're, you can still walk around, but every step you take is like walking on like a brittle bone. That's a terrible one. I was thinking I, more I you had a booger in last your nose at all night. times. Because of my back pain, I have like back and neck pain. I was in a hotel the last two nights. I, I can feel that Chris monkey paw. All right. Well, I want to do the Simpsons world peace only because I want to see how you guys twist it. 
if I recall the Simpsons one, World Peace, aliens one, took over. Aliens took over because everyone got along and destroyed all their weapons, and aliens were like, "Sweet," came in and took over. World Peace, but nobody's happy. Yeah, um, uh, like everybody still hates each other. They're just not doing anything about it. <laughs> There's always this like low lying tension. Or you, World uh, Peace because everybody's dead. Yeah, you want peace in the on That's Earth? That's what I would say again. Everybody's, everybody's it was like a zombie a zombie apocalypse and everyone all zombies get along yeah everybody got bit there are no survivors yeah but okay you have world peace but everything has to be backwards because it's reverse it's like bizarro <laughs> so you have to eat dinner for breakfast every day <laughs> you can still have lunch for lunch you have to have breakfast <laughs> for dinner and before you go to bed you have to drink a cup of coffee and i'm telling you uh, it's going to be terrible because at my age, if I drink a cup of coffee before I went to bed, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to sleep like shit. Why do I have to grill hamburgers at six in the morning again? <laughs> and everyone in the world knows that it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. And you're outside at six in the morning grilling burgers and your neighbor's like, I used to like smoking brisket. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> world peace, but everybody has diarrhea. That's why it's all <laughs> peaceful. <laughs> Like they're always in the bathroom. That's why there's no war. Like all. Well, the again, everyone hates you because they know it's your fault. <laughs> what if it's just world knowing peace? that you're the person that caused? World yeah, peace. that's it's world peace. Everyone gets along, but everyone just hates you with the. That's right. Know. So it's the world has peace, but you have none. Yes, exactly. But that's kind of a fair trade, you know. I want to go back to the immoral thing. Yeah. You always have a booger hanging out of your nose, like a decent amount, to the point that no matter who you talk to, it's always <laughs> yeah, out. Gross. And they're going to bring it up. Somebody, even if somebody just reached up and grabbed it and oh, pulled so it out, gross. it's like a it's tissue. Good. Another one's just there. <laughs> yeah, well, I would make it exactly five hours until I ended my immortality at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'd be exactly. like, there could be only one. <laughs> what if you? What if you're immortal but you always have a head cold? I could deal. <laughs> Yeah, there are worse things. I mean, I don't want to. That's be Chris already. Like, <laughs> and Mary. Tim. All right. I'm trying to think of an unmonkey pawable. My wish is that I find $5 on the ground. What's your wish? I wish for five bucks. All right. You find $5, but it's covered in um, pee. Uh, fair the what as soon as i said that i was like maybe okay i find five bucks but i had that's the only money i have in the world like i lose yeah, everything, you lose everything five, else five bucks that wasn't uh, a good one but i uh i'm trying to think of something so benign you know if i was a monkey's paw i'd be like okay you can have that one yeah, <laughs> okay. I, don't, no. I don't care <laughs> it's, it's, the, so it's the here's the petty. thing the only thing that can satisfy you is the McFish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> because I guarantee forever, the McFish will stay below five dollars In 2050, I guarantee that fucking sandwich costs less than five dollars. Oh. All right, Nate, give us, give us your final monkey's paw wish. Wait. Did I just wish for a fish snacker? Yeah, you kind of did. Ooh, like... <laughs> uh let me see if I... what if the, is that your wish just not to get sick off of i want i know i want to do a traditional one because i think you'll you guys will have more fun with like kind of like chris's you know you got to have a traditional one like i wish for more monkey to... paws 
Ooh, wish for, for more. I monkey. wish for a hundred monkey paws. They uh, are so you're not wishing for more wishes. wishes. You're wishing for more monkey paws. My first wish, of course, you got to secure more wishes, right? So yeah. I'm gonna wish for a hundred monkey paws. So that really, that's like three hundred wishes. <laughs> you, they have monkey paws. They have wishes. The only problem is they're still connected to monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Are they alive or dead? Yes, they're alive. They're <laughs> very alive and very angry. <laughs> and I got a hundred of them. <laughs> and you have to teach them the like your language in order to understand your wish. So the wish is being interpreted through the living monkey. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's another one. You get 50 monkey paws, but each monkey paw is a different language that, yeah. that understands. And you have to figure out what language that is. I also think that needs to be attached to a monkey. <laughs> uh, one of my ones I, I, I wish, like, is you don't want to be, I was thinking between invisible or command, or being able to remote view any target I wish whenever I want. Any well, target you wish. My first re- my first monkey paw for remote view is as soon as you remote view that target, the target can remote view you. So you can't do That's it clandestinely, you know, like it's, it's, so if you remote view a Russian sub base, they're, they're immediately, they're immediately aware of you and where you are and remote where, what, you know, they see a bird's eye view of where you are. Pretty sure that happens right now. Anyway, I was yeah. thinking more. Yeah, but now they're mad because they've seen you remote view into them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's part of it. Yeah. All right, so it's accurate. To go back a little bit, our last episode was on shadow people. Wait, wait, before do we you do wanna? That... We need to close out, make it funny, fun time. Oh, like, close, close out, out monkey paw. Yeah. Well, so uh, we also somebody need needs to... to give us wishes. Like that. That would be the great like. Uh, Whatever we, we do. What do we do for people? The Quiznos or the Riddler? The Quiznos. <laughs> Quiznos. I went, I was listening to some Quiznos. of our I was listening to some of our back catalog for some reason. And there are some there's some keepers in there. And Quiznos is what you kept calling the Riddler when it first started. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's what Nate called it? Yeah. No. That's Did awesome. I? Quiznos. Yeah. Oh. We used to have conversation corners, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so the, what is the Riddler is to give us your best monkey paw and your best monkey paw. And we will either we will email paw form. your monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll paw you back. We'll <laughs> paw you back on email. We'll paw you back on Twitter. We'll <laughs> paw you back on a podcast. Yeah, whatever. That's great. So, yeah, get at us at any of our socials or emails, wizard at dorfyou.com, D-O-R-F-Y-O-U.com. Um, your wish and like a monkey's paw we will grant it but we'll give you the um the twist the faded twist on your wish um i do want to break for our sponsors though real quick the quest for the grail is not about archaeology it is the race against evil another option of course is to forget about the quest and go buy paranormal insurance at dorfu.com and we're back we're going to be talking uh we're going to be sharing some listener contributions that came in in response to our last episode on shadow people so how did who 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 wrote in and what's what's the story here tim you kind of all right so yeah i got a link from mike from the neat cast and also uh an update that um 
Matt, my former neighbor and still friend who had a uh, shadow person experience, was the listener that we called out last episode. Instead uh. of like playing a, an advertisement for the neat cast, I just said Matt Walker, specifically a listener that we have, needs to listen to the neat cast. Just Google them, you'll find them, follow us. If you like us, you'll like them better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there it was. So Matt got back to me. He has listened to six episodes of the Neatcast now and has expressed enjoying it. So that was a successful uh, advertisement. So we yeah. um, to our individual. Who are we calling out this week? So, uh, somebody else is up. Chris, you pick. Uh, Meredith Gaglia. <laughs> Ooh, <That's> her wife. <laughs> she, yeah, she but she doesn't listen. listen. Does she she's, not listen? She's never listened to a single one, even the one that she was on. The wives oh, episode. Yeah. No, well, that's yeah. what Alicia and Meredith talked about it. And Meredith once said, I don't need to listen. I hear Chris recording it. <laughs> and that is Alicia <laughs> in the background listening to his recording. <laughs> so she doesn't always get 100% of them. But yeah, now but that the... you record in a different room, she's going to have to yeah, exactly. figure out a new excuse. I do. I, I will say, like, a lot of people text Mary while they're listening. Oh, interesting. Interesting yeah, choice. It, it, with uh, commentary. So here's the, so Matt texts me after he listens and thank you, Matt. You also, he sent me pictures of our YouTube video. So he watched that too. So Matt actually has a, uh, shadow person experience, but it's not personal. He has three children and mm -hmm. two of his three children have seen sh a shadow person, seemingly the same one. And mm -hmm. let's try this. I heard your last podcast and I immediately contacted him to let him know that both my oldest and my middle child have independently said they've seen a, a shadow man floating in the top corner of the bedroom, or one of the bedrooms in our house. Neither one of them have talked to each other about it, and both have had almost the exact same experience and now refuse to sleep in that room at nighttime. Um, so his third kid doesn't care about it and sleeps in the room without issue. You sure it's not the third kid just astral projecting into their room? Get out of my room! I want my own room. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, trying to, the third kid's trying to Scooby Doo the other two kids to get to scare them out. Uh, that's it's a good story though. That's I also like to think the same with a uh, Jer from the Neat Cast and the same with uh, my friend Matt. Hopefully, it's just like a family member checking in on them. That's just like I was gonna say. It's probably granddad. Here. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's what we were <laughs> Our saying. Like, father is wish... like, hey, what's up, babies? Yeah, like uh, shadow people. It's like our scary transdimensional things. But also, that's just how we see dead people. Sometimes it's just like it's hard to understand what you're seeing because it's kind of happening on a different plane. So it's like a shadow. Yeah. Movie. So that's what we're hoping for because if it's shadow people, we're all screwed. I think best case scenario, the youngest. It's just astral projecting <laughs> to the other that, kid's room. To get the room, that's the room that they want. Yeah, exactly. Hey, get out of my room. <laughs> I'm so scary. <laughs> um, cool. So the next story I have is from Dustin. Um, he has a podcast of his own. He has several actually now uh, of the rewatch recap. And he also has Dustin can read and watch. Oh, yeah. It started as just Dustin can read. He reads uh, usually a young adult novel and has a guest come on and they break down the novel. Then they started doing that with uh, some movies, some TV shows. And he's currently mm -hmm. doing rewatch recap with the Scream TV series, 
which I didn't know was a thing until I listened to some of his episodes and the police in that TV show are not smart. <laughs> so <laughs> Dustin wrote in and here's his, uh, here's what he said. Hey y'all, this is my story of my shadow person sightings. I've always seen things out of the corner of my eye. I assumed we all did, but apparently not. As I got older, I noticed more shape to these things. When I was discharged from the hospital after a major third surgery at 19, I woke up in my own bed early the next morning to see someone entering my room and standing beside my bed. Sleep paralysis set in at that moment. Exactly. And I was scared AF. It took a little while, but I was able to finally start moving and I jumped my ass out of the bed so fast. About a decade later, I was sitting in the living room of a house. I was renting with a friend. Uh I was watching TV, which had a sight line just to the right of the front hallway through to the sunroom. As I was watching, I noticed a black silhouette of a person poking their head around the corner from the sunroom, looking at me and then popping back around the doorway. I knew it wasn't a figment of my imagination. It was a clear, it was clear as day. I got Uh up to check it out, which if this were a horror movie, it would be classified as a dumb move since I was home alone. Come on, Dustin. Uh, all the people who should write right. <laughs> however no one was there sometime later my roommate was in bed one night and saw a shadow person exit his closet and walk out of his room a friend brought a medium with her to my house who said we had several spirits passing through our house via a portal of some sort whoa so portals Okay, keep going, keep going. It could be a whole other episode. Yeah, it was a bit freaky, but explained a lot of the other ghostly experiences we had in the house as well. I wasn't worried because I feel I know how to deal with spirits who often seem to reach out to me. I might have some light. Yeah, I'm with you, Dustin. Yeah, I might have some light psychic abilities, which allows me to encounter others, ghosts or something. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, the whole concept of portal immediately goes, you know, how I'm always like, wow, it's not really a shadow person. It's probably a dead person we're perceiving. There's a portal involved that you might actually have a shadow person like that's like, or maybe it's not something coming totally focused. Yeah, exactly. But portals do lend themselves to shadow because of the whole idea of transdimensional stuff. It's like anything can come through that door. Uh, That's good. Good. Thanks for writing in. Uh, uh, Great story. Uh, Sleep paralysis, uh, such like immediately, I know it's like you you feel someone coming into the room and then you lock down. Like I I totally, totally is what happens to me when when, uh, when I experience it. I always feel like crap after it. Yeah, because you're getting attacked. <laughs> you're getting yeah. like, <laughs> well, yes and no. You know, that's also a big thing for AP. Is yeah. If you have sleep paralysis, you are like 500 times more likely to be able to like experience that stuff. So that's so, the yeah. thing. I saw a couple uh, interviews about that where this guy like leaned into it and he loves sleep paralysis because he was like, that's my gateway. If I notice it's happening, then he jumps on it and he's trained as his, uh, I guess, psyche or his ability to look for it and just the signs of sleep paralysis when he starts to wake up, he can start going through his astral projection stuff. And he was like, yeah, I get up, I go to my porch and I can look out the balcony and off I go. That's every time I know. I want to do that. Well, we should have an off air, like lessons learned. That doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Um, So also uh, the third one, 
So this is interesting. It's from Mike from the Neat Cast, who had so much sleep paralysis and shadow people experiences, and it sucks that we missed him on the Shadow Person episode. But he was out of town with family because they. He was being a good uncle. Um, so we have strong armed him into recording something to send to us. <laughs> good. Which he hasn't sent yet. But when he does, it will be. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Let me yeah. magically fix that with podcasting and let us play that clip now. <laughs> Hello, this is Mike from The Neatcast, and I'm here to share my shadow person stories. I have a couple, uh, <laughs> hold on. First, I've said this a couple times on the Needcast. I have sleep paralysis, or at least I had. I haven't had it in a while. I can feel it coming on now, and I can shake myself out of it, but I used to have it all the time when I was in college, when I was super stressed. And I never saw anything during sleep paralysis, but I did have experiences where, like, I would feel something slam into the bed next to me and I would feel like a presence there. And I don't know if that counts as a shadow person or just a, a fucking ghost weirdo. I don't know. <laughs> How would you classify that? Just a, a ghost who doesn't know about personal space. But my realist shadow person experience where I actually saw what could qualify as a shadow person was when I was very little. I stayed at my grandmother's one night and I was sleeping there, and I woke up, and I, I reached over and was, like, feeling my grandma's side of the bed, and she wasn't there. And then I looked at the doorway of the bedroom, and there was this dark figure there. And my first thought was, oh, well, it's grandma, and I called out to her. And then this thing turns on a light, like a flashlight, and it was, like, blinding. And my hands were in front of my face, and I was, I was trying to, like blot out this light that was blinding me and then all at once it was gone and my grandmother was right next to me and I was asking her like who was standing in the doorway and she said no one she's like no one was here so either it was an extremely vivid nightmare or it was some kind of shadow person experience I can tell you that from what I remember it did not seem like a dream at all so that's my shadow person experience a uh, uh, weirdo who blinded me with a light and then disappeared. And uh, I'm still upset that I couldn't be there for the actual Shadow Person episode. That was that was a real downer. I'm still crying. But uh, I hope that I could give you some good content. Okay, against a lot of these is the best. Smooches. Whoa, so crazy. Right? That was so Time good and funny. Oh my god, included. I can't believe you cried so much, Tim. I'm so, I, I couldn't help it. Mike's such a story writer, and the way I just feel for his experiences, or or maybe it was funny. That was though. terrifying, and I'm sorry you had to go through that. Or I'm so glad that you have learned the lessons that you did. These are my reactions to the stories we received before hearing. <laughs> Um, so I forgot, I, uh, Alicia, my wife, has a potential guest for us at some point who used to work on um, a, a hospice and palliative oh, yeah. sort of job. And so because HIPAA is weird and timeframes are weird, I'm not going to say what she did or how long ago it was, but yeah. just the two kind of stories one that is associated with shadow people is there's somebody that was at end of life that maybe 
is presumed to have not been the best person because right as right before they slipped out, there is movement in the sheets, like the ghost movie style, like things oh my God, crawling the, up the, towards them. The ghost shadows. Or her or whatever, yeah. whoever it was. Yeah. And then this person was silently screaming and as Whoa. they died. And they well, that's a bad sign, regardless. But that, that, like, that is going to be some fucked up fracturing. Well, right. but that's yes how you go no. out—is screaming in terror, at, and these sheets aren't. Yeah, that's like so I prefer Yoda style. <laughs> <laughs> Just Yoda style is the way to go. Where he's like, <laughs> "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> or Obi Wan Kenobi, where it's like it's like a parlor trick, where it's just like, "Ha ha!" Obi Wan Kenobi is like Darth Vader. You know what? Close. Obi Wan Kenobi was smart enough. He's like, I don't want to deal with this shit. I could. I've already like. I just too tired. I'm old. I watched. You know. I sat here in the desert for too long. Fuck this. Go ahead. Watch this. Poof, magic. I'm a ghost. I pop it in But he also chose right when Vader was going for a slice the body in half move. <laughs> I, know, I like that he oh, held he on to it. went for the horizontal it. chop, did you? <laughs> he held on to it to the point that, do you remember, Vader, like, poked him. He was like, That's so good. I actually just remembered a shadow person story. I had completely, literally forgotten about entirely until just now. But <laughs> it was when you're living in a warehouse and 18 shadow people. They were rats. Yeah. They were rats. It was like dental surgery every night. They held. It's like uh, what was that show? Team. Like Three's Company. It was like that, but with like shadow people. <laughs> like uh, yeah, Three's Company. <laughs> I was I was John Ritter. You're John Ritter. They played the song. We've been waiting for you. The kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. Haunting like dark shadows with your arms around him and Mr. Ritter is a skeleton. Like, yeah. Hold on. I just really like the thought of a sitcom opening, like a solid 30 <laughs> seconds of a very cheerful, happy song. And Chris is like, spills some eggs on he's the ground rat pets. he's like he's Oops. like patting his rats so. <laughs> yeah the rats come up and eat the eggs and then some shadow person is in the background and gives two thumbs up like ha, yeah. ha. and everyone laughs like, when the shadow person tries to get chris but it's it was like, an important chris moment slips on a banana peel and falls <laughs> or yeah he wakes up as they're dragging him to hell and they're yeah. like oops and he's <laughs> like ah oh, you got me yeah. chris what was your shadow story yeah, so when I was like, we were all still living together. I was probably seven years old. Uh, it was in the Weaver house, and it was late at night. We were all like downstairs, maybe watching TV. It was like almost bedtime, right? And I remember being like, I wonder why, like, mom doesn't make me go to bed because I'm watching this her silhouette in the kitchen washing dishes, and I thought that was kind of weird because like it was kind of late and. But she was over there. I kept waiting for her to like tell me to go to bed or something. And then she, mom walked up behind me and was like, We got to go to bed. I was like, huh. Like, I, the, the wall, the silhouette was in front of me. Like, I thought this tall shadow of a person in the kitchen washing dishes was mom because we were all kids. Whoa. So it was neither of us. And I remember just looking at her and being like, It's, you know, like kind of waiting for mom to finish the dishes. And then she, mom just comes up behind me. It's like, are you ready or something? And it's like, whoa, that's, you know, like kind of a continuity break. Like, and then I, like, I, I turned around, it was mom. Then I looked back and there was no one in the kitchen, but it was all like simultaneous. Mm. Um, I didn't I mean, like the Weaver house. And if you recall, you had the probably scary not. room. I was scary and I slept in, the, I refused to sleep in there. 
I slept on a sleeping bag in a hall when we first moved there. Oh, really? For like six months. I mean, that room was like less good. You had it a was, cross space. No, it was horrifying, and I refused to sleep in it for six months. And when I had to sleep it, mom's like, okay, no more sleeping in the hall in a, a sleeping bag. Like, I had to sleep <laughs> on the bed. I curled up in a ball in the center of the bed because there was a hollow space behind the bed, underneath the bed, and yeah. a crawl space around it. You know, I was I was scared until I was like 14 years old when I was like whatever, but I I did like the crawl space behind it. And the only ghost thing I can remember from that is there was a chair in the crawl space and that pheasant taxidermy. And I walked in there one time and there's an old guy sitting in the chair and I turned around and walked out and shut the door and then I was like convinced myself it was a dream. Whoa, really? Yes. Uh, I didn't know that. That's I've awesome. never told anybody that ever. Uh, See, we got some we got some we got some repressed Weaver well it's not memory. repressed it's just like silly because i probably dreamt it anyway but i have a very vivid memory of opening the door there's that weird orangey yellow chair in the corner and the stuff pheasant i walked in and this old guy was sitting in and just looks at me and i got scared shitless because i was like 10 turned around <laughs> walked out shut the door and then like ran downstairs and then probably didn't sleep for like six days i had, no idea. I had yeah, no idea it was terrifying last story yeah, same deal. Somebody's first day working in a, a palliative type situation. Um, unknown location. Unknown, unknown location. Unknown. Was it Roanoke? Person time. It definitely was. It was something that rhymes with Roanoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Chincoteague Island. Um, <laughs> 1978. So this family somehow, like it was an expected passing of a family individual and they didn't want anything done all natural all anything you take family member to the family uh, uh, land and you bury them as pretty cool by the way which is it's awesome but here's the problem there was like a two to three hour distance and they wanted nothing done and they wheeled their deceased family member out with a sheet over the the gurney Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were like well and they got approval yeah they, get, they yeah, got you, legal you approval need... to transport their family member because you have to get it approved and they're like yeah whatever but one question apparently that that wasn't around or just wasn't thought about or something what type of vehicle are you driving <laughs> yeah. they're a gonna jeep, weaken that bernie's that bernie's <laughs> jeep wrangler <laughs> holy crap. so on day one family member who was deceased propped up in the back with a seat belt and they had to drive two to three hours <laughs> so good to get them where they needed to go oh day so one good. which i think is great i mean it's great have one last ride with your family member yeah no, i think it's roll cool. the window I just, down we or whatever just, mary had never seen weekend at bernie's before we just watched it good nice. good and <laughs> she almost enjoyed it there may be some logistical fallacies in that movie, but yes. Well, uh, that's probably our episode for today, but we do have a good one coming up. Yeah, we do. Our Halloween episode. Yeah. Halloween. What is it? It's going to be the devil and the blacksmith. And it's going to be our sort of version of that. Oh, so that's probably enough uh, about next, uh, next episode. We don't give away too much. Um, thanks again to everyone who contributed to this this episode with your stories about shadow people um 
that's uh, Mike from the Neat Cast and Tim's friend Matt and Alicia and Dustin. Thanks so much. This is Against All Oddities. <laughs>